This is Greg McLaughlin of the Rebel Base Card Podcast, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast with Ian Taylor and Norn Red. Enjoy collecting. Hello, everybody, and my name is Norn Rad, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. His mind is a labyrinth of Marvel Card Mania. And at the center of that are the secrets to my universe. With me, as always, Ian Taylor. <laughs> Marvel Cards Mania. There's a podcast. There you go. There's a podcast. going to change the name. Boom. Let's change the name. We're changing it right now. I'm going to all our Facebook groups. Fuck a doodle do. Let's do it. We'll have to think of a new acronym. Because acronym. Fuck a doodle do. I love it. Oh, dear. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Good. How are you holding up? I'm all right. Um, the force is strong with me this week because of our intro Ooh. from Greg McLaughlin Yay! Um, of the Rebel Base Card podcast. Best um, buddy. And I, I love Greg. Greg had a summer Greg, off. Greg, Greg. He had a summer off. Um, he was he was kind of doing a, an, an offshoot of his podcast called The Bad Batch for Breakfast, it was, which is something to do with the Bad Batch animated Star Wars show. Oh, nice! That's no, awesome. Yeah, so he was oh, it's so doing, good. Yeah, I've I've not I, animated Star Wars. I've never gone near. I mean, I've just not done any any of it at all. I like Bad Batch. Vision is what you have to watch. You have to watch Visions. Star Wars. Oh Visions. my god! Oh, oh my god! Plus, yeah, I'll give it a go. Um, but Greg, uh, so Greg recently uh, released his third podcast in about three months. Um, on his main wow. uh, feed, uh, where he was talking about all the stuff that he was doing over the summer, and of course he went to loads of he went to some cons because cons have started up again. So he went yes. to Anime West Midwest. He went to the Chicago Sports Spectacular. He went to the National. Um, he went to Scarif Con, I believe it's called, um, which is um, literally in an alleyway <laughs> uh, where Alley Cat Comics um, uh, are, which I think oh. is somewhere in somewhere in Chicago, I think, uh, where Greg's oh, yeah. based. Anyway. Um, I wanted to do Greg because because the random thing about listening to Greg's podcast is that he 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 does intros like we do, but he doesn't just put them at the beginning. He puts them randomly throughout the episode as bumpers between segments, which is really oh, cool. So you'll be clever. listening to the podcast, and all of a sudden, I'll hear my I'll hear myself, and, <laughs> and it, 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 sometimes it really throws me because I forget that we did it. I love it. So it's the first That's episode adorable. of Greg's podcast that we've we've listened. That I've listened to in months because he's he's been doing the yeah, he's been, he's, I, yeah. I don't watch it. I've listened to that, and it's more about the show right. rather than the cards. And yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, so he, he's do, he's done this um, kind of catch up, you know, return episode, and I'm listening to it, and I'm kind of getting into it, and listening to him interviewing people and all this sort of stuff, and then all of a sudden there's you, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and all of a sudden there's me, and I'm like, oh, I'm in your head. Uh, you're always in my head, dear. Um, Aww. So, um so so yeah um you're like the mind stone to my vision's forehead oh, whoa that was good that was yeah it was a reach forehead is what you said right uh, yeah of course of yes course. okay yeah. just making sure <clears throat> anyway uh so greg uh go check greg out he's at 
uh, Rebel Base card, I believe. I'm on his website, but for the life of me, I can't find his. Um, yeah, he's on Rebel Base, right? That's I his think thing. It's that Rebel Base card. Anyway, you'll find him. Uh, just Google Rebel Base card. He's everywhere. Uh, RebelBaseCard.com, and he's on all your Instagram feeds. And he's actually started doing some pretty cool Star Wars trading cards, like promoting his. Oh my gosh, it looks so cool! I'm so oh, jealous. Good. I really want some of those. So, Greg, you I have to do something. Seriously, yeah, we've got to do some cards. I know. Uh, now, uh, for those who have been keeping an eye, we have a pr- uh, trial print of some T-shirts that's happening, but only at yes. Comic Con, I believe it is. Uh, is it new? At uh, Philly, Philly, uh, Philly, Philly, Philly. Sorry, Philly non-sports. Philly card show. show. Yeah, yep. that's it. Uh, the uh, the Matt Fuller, who was a guest on episode. It was episode ninety, Ian, which featured the delightful Matt Fuller. What a hunk! Um, will be uh, taking some along um, as a kind of a test run. <laughs> Yes. Depending on how those go, we'll look into kind of spooling that up and, you know, we're just yes. testing the quality and stuff like that. Yeah, we're just looking at it. I mean, he showed me, he sent you pics already, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They look oh, great. Not of the actual finished ones. Um, he sent me. Okay, so he has to send you a pic. So, like, ah. he just, it was this morning. So, yeah, so just, oh. I'm sure he'll send it to you this afternoon. I know he gets busy. Oh, exciting. Right after like 6 a.m. I don't know why I was awake, but he did send me pictures. They look really great. Um, so. <sighs> I'm excited. He decided, he did that on his own fruition. He's the best. He's just He's awesome. such a such a great guy. Awesome. And um, I'm excited, man. Um, uh, my wife keeps telling me that I should drive to Philly and go over there for the show. That's a but it's a like eight hours. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I could fly to America in that time. See, Although let's not, just do that. Not until this <laughs> month because they've only just announced that vaccinated folk can fly to the US, but it's only from November, I think. Oh, God. Yeah, because the borders were closed. That's scary. I am not going to be on a plane anytime soon. Uh, well, uh, I am next year because I'm coming over. Um, that's right. That's right. So if all goes well. Um, Party. Anyway, so Greg, go and check him out. Um, I've been... Um, so I was I was musing the other day, um, as one does, because I know, I know we're both busy. And we both get up stuff, but the one thing that's constant at the moment is there's a lot of noise about Marvel cards. I think you'll you'll be yes. fair, fair to say. Um, there's a lot of talk about them. There's a lot of kind of the hobby talking about the hobby, uh, which is a bit meta and a bit weird. So I'm not sure how much of that noise is actually people who are already in the hobby or how much of that is new people. I think there's some new people because I'm seeing names popping up mm. who were on the sports side who are coming in. There's one guy on um, who I've seen a couple of times on um, Instagram. Marvel Cards Up is his name, I think. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Brian. He's yeah, awesome. He seems like a really nice guy, but he comes from the sports background. But you posted a little video uh, where he was just talking into camera and just like having a bit of a needed to get something off his brain to to, to everyone um and I, I thought he spoke a lot of sense so so can we please get him on the show yeah we could totally good. get brian um because i i don't know him that well but i think you've you've done some content with him so yeah, yeah, yeah 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 let's get him on anyway um and so there's a lot there's a lot of people talking and I, it and i can't remember where i heard it but someone mentioned the phrase um what's the entry point so if you're coming into Marvel cards now, um, where, you know, where do you, where do you come into it? You know, what yeah. is the entry point? And there's a number of, there's a number of, um, ways you can interpret what's the entry point as a, as a, as a, as a question, as a phrase, as a, as a, uh, possibly a rallying cry. I don't know. Um, you could look at it in terms of financial. Yep. Um, you could look at it in terms of, are you a kid coming up? Are you mm-hmm. want to get into it? 
because it sure as hell isn't the same as when we were kids. Um, Or you could look at it um, if you're coming from another area of collecting cards and coming into non-sports for the first time, or if Mm. you're in non-sports and you're coming into Marvel for the first time. Um, And I want to start, well, I want to start on the most obvious one, I guess, of those, which is the price point one. Because I know we did a fair, well, two years back now, we did Cards 101 where we talked about if you're... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was fun. Um, and I, you know, seriously, anyone who's kind of listening now hasn't, you know, do go and check out our back catalogue stuff because you know, some of it is actually pretty good, um, if I do say so myself. Um, and when we did those, the hobby was so different to how it is now. I'm not sure what that episode would be like if we did it now. Maybe I have no idea. It'd be 101 part three. Who knows? Um, but I'm not, I, again, I probably need to re-listen to that episode. I think a lot of the advice that we gave in that episode would hold up. But let's start with the financial one. So if you're coming into the hobby and you're wanting to start now, reg- yeah, regardless of um, where you choose to go, I guess the biggest um, thing is, okay, what can I afford to buy? Um, And we touched on this at the end of the last episode. So I wanted to start here because it's still fresh in my head. Is the price point on Spider-Man X-Men Metal Universe that we're seeing so far in pre-order. So now rewind a bit to X-Men Metal Universe. And I believe the pre-orders for that started just over just north of the hundred dollar mark i can't remember the exact number which for a box you know relative to some of the prices you see for the star wars product coming out which tends to be around 90 120 150 getting up there in the 170 masterworks is something different obviously but yeah most of the star wars stuff tends to hover around the mid hundreds i guess for a box this is true Yeah? yeah um and so X-Men Metal Universe went on pre-sale at that. But very quickly, because very, of the distribution quickly. model, um, yep. it was going on sale and off sale, on sale and off sale. It was being pulsed out. And each time it was going up in price before it was released. Yep. Spider-Man Metal Universe, the first pre-order price we saw was, uh, off the top of my head, it was 200 and something. It was mid-200s, I think. Next time, and that sold out, and then the next time we've seen it is from another um, distributor, and it's 400 plus. <laughs> Bearing in mind, this this set's not out for, for two and a half, three months yet. Yep. And I'm like, if you're, well, if you're, if, you're new, if you're new to the hobby or if you're not new to the hobby, you'll be looking at it thinking, hmm. Something's wrong here. Yeah. That's a bit spicy. Um and, you know, I love Spider-Man as much as the next guy. And there's a lot of next guys and girls and non-binary and uh, prefer to self-describe who um, who also love Spider-Man, which I get. And there's a Spider-Man movie coming out, which I get. But at some point, are you taking the... I think most people... Look, I, I think what's happening right now is that... <laughs> I think, you know... These third-party people who, who put it up for the $400 or whatever, trying to take advantage of people, trying to take advantage of people, FOMO, fear of missing out. They're trying to desperately, you know, 
sell these as high as possible because they understand that people are looking to buy and get to them. And I think we're seeing that for multiple reasons in terms of like entry point, right? Marvel cards are not that easy to get. I think people tend to confuse the hobby because it's small that a lot of things are available, but they're not really available, if that makes sense. In like terms there's of primary source to buy new. Yes. Or like yeah. even like getting cards, like, I mean, you and I know this, right? There are certain things you just can't find in Marvel cards, you know, sets, inserts. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to put these things together. And I think what happened is that, People realize that people are speculating on Spider-Man metal. So they want to go very high, very quickly and buy a large volume because like Ian was just mentioning, a lot of them are coming from a background from a hobby standpoint where they are spending 10 X or five X what they're actually spending. When they look at Marvel, they can buy it for under one X from what they were buying from previously. So it's kind of like a perspective thing. Hmm. So in terms of entry point, do I think new product is the way to go right now? No, but here's a glimmer of hope and something to think about. Oh, um, the physical boxes that are being sold right now at $400 and all that stupid money, let that go. Let people crack them because they're only going to be hunting for the hits and all the other cards are going to be very cheap. Mm-hmm. We've seen that with X-Men Metal. And I promise you this, once you see them go from the box to people opening them to EPAC, and then a week later, go to compc.com, buy your cards on the cheap once everyone's got their achievements. And if you want to crack a box or open a pack, because that's your thing, I would wait for EPAC at this point. I don't know if Spider-Man doesn't go down from the 350 and up marker, there's no reason for you to buy it physically. Um, because it's, it's going to be disappointing for you unless you're very lucky and you hit something big. That's just the truth. You're, you're not going to enjoy the experience. And I'm saying that because, you know, and I hate to say that because I don't want to make anyone sad about missing out on an opportunity of participating when this stuff drops because you see everyone opening it on channels and you're like, oh man, I wish I was doing it. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, <laughs> trust me on this. You're not going to have fun opening a box at $350 to $400 and not being able to collect the full set, full insert set. You're still going to have to hunt things down and it's going to be a pain for you. So if it is an entry point, if that is something you're coming into and you're kind of like the collector I'm talking about, trust me on this. Those cards are going to hit eBay. Wait a little bit. You're going to get them cheaper than what you're paying for a box. And, you know, I hate to take away money from Upper Deck like that, but they've put us, you know, it's like baby in a corner type of thing. You know what I mean? If boxes are that expensive, the A, the only way they're going to lower is people don't buy them. But the problem I have with that advice is that it's garbage because it's not true. Because well, people can't help themselves. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, cards, unfortunately, have a bad kind of relationship to gambling when it's opening packs and stuff. So, you know, a big thing of what this episode is doing when we're talking like entry points is like, hey, we know you want this. Here's some things we've experienced in the past where, hey, you can still get it. You're just waiting a couple of months and you're going to get it for a price point where it's never going to go lower than what you bought it for. Yeah. So I guess... What I t- my takeaway from that is your entry point doesn't have to be sealed product. Exactly. It, modern sealed product, right? Yes. Or, or even, <laughs> even in some yeah, cases. Yeah, it's true. Actually, uh, some vintage uh, stuff has gotten uh, kind of no, crazy. Now, all careful of the word vintage. 
Oh, oh, when you're, oh, good, when oh, you're, you're right, good. golden, oh, oh, golden, 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 not silver, this, uh, this, uh, this day, silver, silver, um, silver. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Um, that's great. Be, uh, but partly because um, if you're opening it, if you're buying to open, and you're buying the stuff that's not modern. And when I say not modern, I'm kind of talking obviously current stuff. And I'd, I'd actually say Rittenhouse stuff is probably safe from this as well. So if you're going anywhere before 2000, you've got to seriously consider whether or not it will actually be viable to open it. And some sets yeah. are different. But a lot of those old car, um, uh, the stock and the way they were printed and the gloss that was used and the finish on them, yep. they haven't survived that well being in very, very close physical con. You know, I mean, listen, if I was in a packet with you for 20 years, you damn well I'd stick to you when you prized us apart. So, you know, um, it wouldn't imagine- take 20 years. So we might have to, we might have to raise the rating on this card from clean. Yeah, that's just uh, uh, yeah, that is a no, but it's true. They do that. You know, a lot of these cards do have gloss on them. So there are certain sets you have to be aware of, like 92 mm. Some of them, I, I, they stick. You know, I saw someone open a couple packs recently, Spider Jew 09, who's, who's very nice. We have to get him on the show, too. There's a bunch of Justin. people we need to get on the show. Justin, there's a bunch of people we need to like bring up. Well, you've on been here. on his show all the time. He hasn't asked me. Yet. Yeah. <gasps> Don't wait for me, invite. He hasn't asked you yet? No, no, wow. one, no, one no one asked me. No, don't say that. No, they no. mention you, though. What you, get they out are. of here. <laughs> You're so full of it. <laughs> I was like, but, you know, I saw him open up some 92 stuff, and it didn't stick. Hmm. But speaking to Amanda, too, right? Like, oh, the general seen. knowledge is that certain cards are very glossy, and they do stick to each other. Yeah. And they stick to each other because of this. They People stack boxes on top of each other and it's not a cool place so the heat and it's the heat pressure and humidity. yeah humidity and, mm-hmm. and that stuff and the pressure of those cards and when you peel them up you get a bunch of white dots i don't really think it's smart to buy a box for three four hundred dollars or even two hundred dollars or even hundred dollars or ten dollars to have all the cards stick to each other yeah. at that stage i just don't think it's unless you're a seal box collector <laughs> See now that makes more sense yeah. to me. I would if I was yeah. buying these, I would keep them sealed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I opened it wasn't a box, um, but I bought a load of uh, Marvel Silver Age packs off eBay last year. And oh. um or I didn't get a sketch. <laughs> just a, just a, uh or even an auto. Um but the majority the packs, of, right? yeah, yeah, the majority, yeah. So I, I bought them knowing that I probably wouldn't because they're left over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some boxes and done, done the, done the thing where you open them. The thing, the trick thing, whatever. Um, yeah. And um, I opened them, and I would say about over half were sticking and had white spots on. So um, now the, the thing is with that, and I'm about to do this, I've got loads of just odds and ends of cards, you know, and you know, I'm in, I'm in the UK, so it's a slightly different, um, mindset and ethos, you know, Marvel trading cards aren't really a thing for, for, for kids and young people and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not even yeah. sure how much that is true in America these days, but in America, at least you have baseball cards and stuff like that. That's much more, you know, so the concept of collecting cards is very much out there. Um, but I'm probably going to give a lot of my stuff, um, like the, the, the base cards and the odds and sods, you know, just to, to uh, some, 
I'm going to randomly go out in the world and find a, a young kid and give him some cards, which sounds really, really creepy. But I actually did look into this. So this is slightly going on a tangent, but it, it ties back to the entry point thing in, in terms of how young people can get into cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, it occurred to me, and I was thinking about this last year, actually, and I did look it up. And even before COVID, um, a lot of the places you'd think, oh, yeah, I'll give them to a children's hospital or something like that. Well, they won't take you stuff because a lot of the kids are immunocompromised. Because they're yes. having treatment for cancer, and they're in, you know, they're in like plastic sheeted like rooms and areas because they're, yeah, you know, they're pretty crook. So much as I'm sure they'd love a load of cards to sort through and look at and read all stats on the back, you know, from from anonymous donor or Uncle Ian or you know, however you want to do it, you simply can't do it. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it got me thinking about you know entry points in terms of, um, you know, kids. You know, what is the next generation of? Marvel card collectors, and if you don't, you know, ask me that question two years ago, we we were still scratching with that. I, in the evidence of the last six months, the next generation of Marvel card collectors are people who were sports collectors, <laughs> potentially. You know, that is, yeah, that's true. It's not a next generation in terms of like younger. It's a next generation in terms of people who have much deeper pockets in many cases. True, they're used to paying more money because. Yep. You know, for the price points I mentioned earlier on for some of the Star Wars boxes go, that's very much the bottom end of the value scale for sports cards. You know, yeah. you, you know some boxes of sports cards go five, six, seven hundred at least is kind of the, the norm you'd expect to pay. Yeah. Go into it. So, you know, Marvel cards are relative to cards in general, and certainly compared to sports cards, pretty cheap if you're coming from that angle oh 100 yeah comparatively yeah um but what if you're um what if you're little um you're jimmy jones you're nine jimmy jones jimmy jones we're gonna go with jimmy jones here um and i've got in, in my head i've got an image of a wholesome american kid kind of mouse around ginger hair freckles yikes you know, Ill. kind of like the guy on the front cover of Mad Magazine, Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> I mean, that's a face. You just that's a face. So, little Jimmy Jones wants to wants wants to get into Marvel cards. He's nine. He can't afford four hundred dollars. Um, now, to be well, fair, that's his fault. He should pick him up, self should, up by the should, bootstraps, well, yeah, and go get, get a job. Get Sorry, there. that's the American in me. Let me cut that back a little bit. Sorry, get, get out there, get up, get up, get up chimneys, get down pits. Yeah, come on, stuff. buddy. Um, but, back. but interestingly, but for a lot of those sports products, they have smaller versions of their products. They have so does Star Wars, though. Like, that's the thing exactly. that it's and they're yeah. out there and they're in there. Uh huh, they're out there. Why last year I really dug seeing the Walmart mystery boxes out. The mystery boxes popped because up everywhere. It was a really wow. cool price. Though. You know, Great seasoned, idea. I'm going to say seasoned with my seasoned. Yeah, Marvel collectors were either, were well, in two camps. They either really dug them or they're, nah, they're a waste of time. Well, yeah, maybe you they are because you're not seeing the value in the fact that you can open a pack of something you've never seen. And, you know, it might yeah. so you're a worthless base card for, for little Jimmy Jones age nine from from bootstrap missouri um mm-hmm. he's probably really digging those and he's probably still yeah. sitting there looking at them every now and again and just something yeah oh. just like we all did back in the yeah. day yeah so it's kind of you know that kind of thing and i i i don't i don't see that happening as much anymore which is why you know i i still my mind still goes back to okay 
apart from parents opening them with their kids, and some of them do, which is great, but not all car collectors have got kids. This is true. You know, this is true. I have to rent my you have like to rent Yahoo. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so little Jimmy Jones can come and live with you until it's time for him to be handed on to someone else. Maybe that's No, he can't live about. here. That's crazy. He I keep him out there. back. No, no, you keep him in the outhouse. <laughs> in the outhouse. Um, <laughs> but um, little Jimmy Jones getting a short shrift here. But he has a Walmart mystery box. But what's he buy next? And you know what the thing is? What he, what he might do, I'm just thinking of little Jimmy Jones's path through life. Um, he might then go into sports cards. Well, why, Jimmy? But but because he can't afford Marvel. But when he <laughs> but when he's finished college, you know, and he discovers girls or or boys or whatever he's into, mm. um, and you know, when he finally starts to get to his late twenties, early thirties, disposable income, who knows if physical cards will still be being made? Because we're twenty years in the future by now. Oh God, barf. It could all be on the app. You know, they might not be making them. But even if they are, I reckon $400 will be considered like pocket change at that point. It's going to be $1,500 a box, easy for a box of physical. By then, he can afford it. Because, you know, he's now, you know, he, he had the choice of, of med school or law school. You know, unfortunately, he chose path C and he became a circus clown, but he learned magic and he was on several Vegas you go, Jimmy. by the time he was 26. He had a billion dollars to his name in 120 um, uh, million Instagram followers. So he's done all right for himself. So now he can afford stuff. But what if Jimmy Jones's friend, uh, Wally Wilkinson, who didn't have such a good path in life and can't afford it, what does he collect? I've got, I've got off on a tangent. Here. How many kids are you going to go after? This <laughs> is, oh, no, you're no, about no. to invent like a whole classroom of children. I, I, I said, so I've, I've, I've got two. I've got two. I've got, I've got Jimmy I was Jones saving you from the third, if I can no, be honest. Thank you very much. Oh, that, 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 that Susie sideboard, but we won't go there. Back, oh, my uh, God. Okay. So, so, entry points in terms of young children that Ian is making up, and the larger point being that, yes. I think a lot of, of the younger audience is definitely getting priced out. The mystery box at Walmart was amazing. I think packs and boxes need to be at retail stores at half the price with no hit, Even similar if it's to Star a, Wars. You know, you Marvel Even if it, it doesn't matter. Marvel yeah. annuals are a great entry point, which is what we're coming to as well. I think Upper Deck EPAC can be part of this too. I think... If kids are on the uh, app, you know what I mean, or they are on their tablets or whatever, however young children are, I don't understand it myself, they could go ahead and go to Upper Deck EPAC and buy a cheaper product, you know, with no hits, see some cards maybe they on there. That's do. possible. You know you know what? I, I um, uh, The reason I'm hesitating is because I think there's a legal age restriction on it in terms of actually buying stuff online, which is which is where things like the Tops apps get around that quite nicely because there's a lot of free content on there. So it gets you involved. See, and you let's get some free to, content yeah, on Upper Deck EPAC. And money because I think in a lot of states and certainly in Europe, you have to be a certain age to be able to um, there's like there's like age restrictions, like legal age restrictions that are in law about use of web. Like for, for Facebook, I think it's thirteen. No, of course, like no, 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 no. So no, I'm you're just right. I'm just thinking I'm just thinking credit that, card you know, contract agreements. Um, there's stuff like terms. that, and if you're spending your parents' money and you suddenly go in, oh, let's buy fifty k. Which is the way to game. do it. And your daddy gets his credit card bill, and all of a sudden you're living in the outhouse again. With, with yeah, but he's card. like a little Ferris Bueller. Yeah, so he's kind of um, killed it. But but uh, but 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 again, poor Jimmy. You've got yeah. 
well, you know, if, if anyway, anyway, but you can get, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think the clever thing is the clever thing with some, you know, and Panini do it with their NFL Blitz app. You know, you can, you can, you can play around with that to your heart's content and open free stuff after free stuff and battle within it. And you're not spending a penny. That is nice. What they're doing is that uh, the weird thing about the NFL Blitz app and to this, I I can't do it in my head. I just can't do it. But you can pull autographed and costume cards within the app, but it's a digital card. Tops does that too with Star Wars. It's very weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a fan. Anyway. But but, but it's still a hit. And, you know, it gets that spark into little Jimmy Jones. That's true. And Wally Wilkinson. Something to shoot for. Yeah. And, you know, on the My Little Pony version, maybe Sarah Sideboard. But she might also be into the stuff that the boys. Or Jimmy might be into ponies. God. Can I just say, yesterday I saw my first ever My Little Pony movie. Isn't it good? The new one on Netflix, Molly. It's Rose not bad. She watched it twice in a row. Like literally, it's, it's not bad. It's uh, not bad. Even I spent uh, more than half the movie out of my iPhone watching the film. <laughs> so, See, yeah. look at you. Yeah, it's um, and I feel a brony enriched. on the horizon. I, I feel enriched. You know, I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm an Earth pony. I think I'd like to aspire to be more of a Pegasi. Anyway, everybody wants to be a Pegasus. Come I can't on, believe who doesn't want to can't be a fly pony? This word, these words are coming out of my mouth. Anyway, so I guess what I'm saying is. There's a way to to do that without needing to put the because it is you know you have to spend to print the cards to do the contractual arrangements to get them in the warmer in the first place. True. We know from speaking to Upper Deck and that's not in their business plan. That's not that's not part of their model. They're not seeking True. to do it. Um, so you know from Marvel cards' point of view, tops do do that. So I, yeah, so I get I guess you could do it like that. But for me, and and this is this is this is where I differ. I, I you know. Digital cards for me don't move the needle, not a jot. That's just me. That's just me. Me too. Kids dig them. I mean, I think that's what matters, right? From Rebel Base Card, absolutely digs them. That's our crew guys. Kind of literally mine and go through those and actually do spend some credits. I think they're called once they bought them. But um, (laughs) you know, and and, and hats off to you. But I, you know, I'm I'm very much you know, I I want to have my cut. I'm a physical guy. I'm a physical media guy. I always have been. But also, too, you have to understand, right? There's a lot of privilege with us, right? We were able to get these cards. A lot of people that I'm talking to now who are coming to the hobby. They can't even find like certain base cards from yeah. like Marvel masterpieces for like 16, 18, or 20. I have to like, say, I'm, I'm still having trouble getting some base cards from 16. I'm, I'm not done on that. Yeah. So I it's tough. Six. Um, I mean, admittedly, they're tier three, which are one of the toughest, but, but you know, I'm, yeah, it's, it's tricksy. But I've noticed um, because I've been going back to fill out some Black Cat stuff, a lot of the Rittenhouse stuff is, is pretty tricksy to get. Everyone's getting Rittenhouse stuff. It's gotten, there's a frenzy. And you know what? About time. I agreed. That's what I said. I mean, everyone took written ass for granted while they were pumping out Marvel set after Marvel set. But my goodness me, it was up. They did it so right. They did it it so right. The sketches were a knockout. Numbered. Uh, You knew how many each artist did. You had incentives. You had archive pieces. Love Love it. Love it. It was the best. Love it. Um, ha- ha- halcyon days, halcyon days. Uh, we didn't know how good we had it until it's gone. Um, but <laughs> a creepy old guy comes in again. Um, so in terms of entry point, Jimmy. Sorry, if, if you're, if you're, so, but if you're coming into the hobby 
and you genuinely want to get into Marvel cards and you don't collect. So we've touched on people who are getting into it who who maybe come from area, other areas of card collecting. We've touched on it from the point of view of little Jimmy Jones, age, age nine, and his future is clearly digital. Um, what about, and imaginary. And imaginary. Yeah, exactly. So you've got, <laughs> well, you know, it's a persona. Um <laughs> As, as, we, as we call them in marketing, no, but that's what you do in marketing. You, you, you look at your customers and you, you segment them and then you have a persona for each type of customer. Um, so, um, but I'm thinking in terms of, it, effectively speaking, yes, I, 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 just, I just talk to imaginary people. The voices in my head, uh, like a circle in a circle, like a wheel within a wheel. Anyway, um, so the people who are coming into Marvel cards, who want to get into Marvel cards, who don't already collect cards. So those people, I'd probably direct them to our hobby um, cards 101 episodes because, you know, it's all about, okay, what, what type of collector do you want to be? So it's a, it's a different conversation with those. I think, I think it is about being a little more creative. It, that's where I keep coming to. Yeah. When I think about entry points, I think about creativity. Like for me, like being a character collector, there's set collectors, there's insert collectors, there's character, there's collectors who collect characters who have beards now. There's characters who collect specific numbers on the back of cards. Like yes. there's a bunch of different types of collections going on. Villains, you know what I mean? Obscure characters. And as we heard like, last week, the character, the new person who's just yes. going after musical instruments on Marvel cards. Which is perfect yeah. because there's a need for that. But I think I think as a collector in any hobby. Because it depends, right? There's people who are investing, flipping, blah, blah, blah. And those people are doing their thing. They know what they're doing, right? But then you have people who are hobbyists who want to enjoy it casually. And enjoying it casually at this point is going to come from a perspective of going to CompSy, going to eBay, going to Upper Deck EPAC, and eventually find cards cheaper at like a vintage store, antique store type of thing. And that's that's going to be their avenue. But for the collectors who are looking to amass something, a collection that will somehow reflect them or speak to them or give them some entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. That right there, though, that, that circle of people is going to have to be the creative people. They're going to have to think about this in an interesting way. Yeah. Like, you know, Ian and I, we both collect a different character, right? But you and I both know who else likes our characters and we understand we're like, okay, I'm not 100% into what they like to do with my character. So I'm going to make sure I'm over on this end, do what I do. And maybe I can get something they want. They got something I want and we can swap and still benefit each other, but also exist in this world together. And I think that's the trick, right? You have to figure out what specifically do you want out of your collection instead of mindlessly collecting only because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big issue, right? There can't really be a discovery phase anymore, which hurts me about the hobby. It's not like you can like randomly go get a box cheap, have fun for 50 bucks. Try it out. Yeah. Try it out, right? There's not really a try it out yeah. thing. But that's what all this stuff is. Like, that's what this podcast is, the group, other things yeah. on Instagram, YouTube, whatever, yeah. is so you can kind of watch other people take the plunge because they're doing it for digital content or whatever. And you can see that experience firsthand without necessarily having to feel that you broke the bank right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. And walk away feeling a bit like, oh, 
Yeah, I didn't. That's the thing. If you're going to drop a bit you of money, step away you don't from dig that. the experience. You're yes. not going to do it again. Uh, you know, yeah, it's the same as if um, I don't know. If you're going to go and see, uh, it's not. It's, it's it's less of a thing with bands. But if you're going to go and see, because um, usually people go and see bands because they've already heard their music. But but theatre and musicals is one of those things yes. whereby you yes. definitely don't know it or try it before you buy it. You've got to go and experience it for real. And if you have a right. bad experience, you're not going to do that again. Yeah, that's a big with thing. That theater yeah. or with that musical or with that actor yeah. or whatever it may be or in that city. Um, yeah. And it, 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 I guess it's the equivalent of that with um, – and word of mouth as well. Word of yes. mouth does it here. You know, I've, I've said to people – and, you know, you always hear word of mouth – yeah, the things that the pink the things that people remember, they don't remember the hundred times where they had a good experience. They remember the one time when they had a bad experience. And that's the thing, unfortunately, that they often tell their friends about. So, yeah, unfortunately. Um, so if you do get a bad experience, you know, if you if you open a box of product and you drop four hundred dollars on it, you're not gonna do that again. No. You have to try something else. Um so yeah, you can't you can't kind of suck it and see. Um that's that's a that's a fascinating point. I, I tell you the other a fascinating point with this is that and I jotted this down while you were talking is the flip side of that is what is the exit point and the reason I wrote that down is, is twofold first mm. of all I've massively changed the way I collect in the last six months um, and I'm now offloading a lot of stuff that I was collecting previously and very passionately and into collecting but it's not feasible for me to collect that much. I simply don't have the budget for it. Um, and now I've chosen a new path. It's very easy for me to walk away from the sets that I was working on. And there are a lot of them. Um, the stuff that I've chosen to collect, I can just really enjoy rounding out. I love direction. that. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm digging the direction of that I'm going in with it. And, and not all of that includes marble cards. You know, there's, there's other stuff that's in there as we've talked about before. Um, and um, I'm getting an enormous amount of um, emotional, spiritual and physical satisfaction from that. And that probably sounds really smutty, but I'm not intending to make it. No, I love that. I love that. that. Know, I think it's awesome. Endorphin hit when you, when you own a card that you, you really, you're really into whether it's Marvel or something else. So, so there's that. Um, but for a lot of people, I've noticed in the group, and it's the frustrating thing about the hobby at the moment is that, that there are growing pains because as many new people come in, it turns off as many yeah. oldest collectors who go, nah, that's it, I'm out. Too rich for me now. And, you know, at, you know if that, that's absolutely fine that that happens, um, what I... But what I feel sad about is the fact that a lot of collectors say that, um, and I get it completely, and I'm, I kind of feel the same in, in, in some aspects, uh, maybe with bitterness or resentment or just sadness that they can't participate anymore because it's gone beyond their price point. I don't know, and that breaks my heart. Uh, that really breaks really, my I heart. I think it's really sad. You know, some people have walked away from the hobby as a result. Um, and, um, um, you know, people come and go within the hobby all the time because you know tastes change and you know my tastes and focus have changed you know and i'm, I'm going through the change dear um, the change dear change. um you can actually get pills for that um and um but other people have completely disappeared from the hobby 
in the last year for reasons that we simply don't know because they've simply disappeared and they've they've disengaged and you know there's one person in particular i'm not going to name this person but you know who it is because someone we were quite close yes yeah i was just talking to this person um uh, really because this person I haven't had any contact with for over a year and I've been trying to contact him. Um, I think we're thinking of different people. No, I'm thinking of someone else. I am so sorry. No, That's then okay. I guess I don't know who you're talking no. about. I'm talking about, but I'll edit that out. Oh, I've missed Well, yeah. that breaks my heart. I miss yeah. him to death. And, Are you and, kidding me? Yeah, and I, you know, I really miss this person. And uh, someone has managed to reach out and confirm this person is okay and is fine and is healthy. But for whatever reason, they've simply walked away. Then their social accounts are inactive. They've just got gone, um, and it's you know temptation. It's, it's, but it's losing a friend. It's bad. But it, it is losing you know, a friend. That's, like, the, that's the know, thing I've that hurts me. Friend. You know, I've lost a friend. I've lost someone I, whose opinion I cherished, whose collection I respected, whose um, sense of humour was, was yeah, and still is an absolute killer. But he's just he's not in our day to day anymore. And it's it's you know. I think what happened to this collector too, and I'm sure it's happening like what Ian's saying with exit plans is happening to a lot of, a lot of collectors is that at one point you get to your collection and you start getting raked over the coals, right? You start getting, you either start getting cheated. People start holding things over your head. You know, you have certain things, and, and this is the real crappy thing about collecting in general. When you show people what you have, Mm-hmm. there always comes a little bit of backlash and there always comes a little bit sometimes, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes you have people who are like, well, I know they have that. So now I'm going to grab what they like and make sure that they're oh, going to yeah. give me that when I have it. And oh, yeah. that happens quite often. And, um, and I think that forces people into this extra uh, exit strategy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what happened to Pankit. I think the temptation was there. I think he was spending a lot of money on buying things that he was excited about and his collection is amazing. But at the same time, popular count. he was going a 10,000 speed limit. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was so fast on everything. Then Masterpieces 20 dropped. And I think the prices Painful. in the market were seen and now nah, I'm out. And also, you know, who knows what was going, what else was going on. Anyway, no, I, no, will no, I'm sure I will let it have the name of the, 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 the person that we're talking about. Cause I don't think yeah. it's, it's fair for us to, um, uh, to mention his name on air but anyway um uh, if that person still listens we love you we miss you and 100 percent well. um anyway so that went that, that went that went somewhere but it, it's um but i think um at the moment i would i would still steer you know i'd say look if you're coming into the hobby at the moment just do a little bit of research listen to podcasts like this there's a number of marvel cards podcasts now both on uh, audio and on video so you know browse around don't just see all the shiny stuff that people are saying that's costing, you know, thousands of dollars. That is not the majority of cards. Um, although, it's not. You know, the value of cards is obviously changing and in flux constantly, as it would be for any other, um, uh, I was going to say product or commodity. I guess I don't think of cards as a product or commodity. That's because I have an emotional attachment to them. But I guess, you know, uh, yeah. they're, they're core they are because, you know, <laughs> it is something else that people make to sell, to make money, you know, fundamentally, yeah. you know, Marvel wouldn't have started making cards in the, in the nineties if they didn't make them as something to sell, to make more money. <laughs> They're a business, yeah. you know, yeah, so it's true. Um, that, 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 that's where it comes from at the end of the day. So same with baseball cards, you know, um, someone once told me something very interesting, and this is a talking point we're going to come back to on another episode because 
there is an episode coming up where I'm going to talk about, and I've got some uh, feedback from other collectors on this, um, addiction and overspending and when you go too far. So we are going to talk about that. But someone once said to me, and I always remember this, and I remember it very well because I think it's a banging piece of advice to remember, is you've got to remember that almost everything you're exposed to and everything that you see and everything that's made and everything in stores and everything online is made and designed and pitched and constructed and strategized and positioned and propositioned in a way to take money from your pocket and put it into their pocket. Mm-hmm. And if you yep. have that thought in your mind, then it becomes a, an easier easier conversation to have with yourself before you consider opening your wallet. Um, and I think you should always consider that. I think, and that's what research and all this other stuff that we're doing on this podcast does. Like, look, I I love seeing Marvel become a thing. And I love people getting excited about Marvel, but I would never, and I, ha- I have something that I'm going to be doing shortly, um, but I never want to be responsible for A, steering this hobby into the ground or B, steering collectors into the ground. That is never, and I've even slowed down posting my own collection because not because it's great. It's just, you know, it's just a collection, but like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to give people like a it FOMO is. type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it I is. don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. It is, it is a real thing. And I, you know, I see it myself and even, even me knowing what I know, I see people posting stuff and I'm like, Oh, I really want that. And I know it breaks myself, my heart. It's like, it's like, well, yeah, of course you do. But I also want food in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Florence Pugh to come and read me a good night story. It's not going to happen, you know? Um, yeah. And that cameo video is not going to pay for itself. No. Okay. <laughs> you say that no. and I think of a guy in a cod piece. Anyway, carry on. Oh, yeah. No, like, I don't know. Like, for me, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And Ian knows this because we've spoken about this. But the only reason I'm still in this hobby is because of people like Ian. It's because of people who are my friends in this hobby. And that's true. And he knows that. And we, we've talked about that. Like, I think a year, a year and a half ago, I would have definitely stopped like not stop collecting but i would have kind of like taken myself out of the Mm. out of like being so available to people and talking to people because it is it's a lot of trash sometimes and it does get a little heavy and you know it becomes a little exhausting you know it is exhausting you know it's exhausting exhausting but really the people that keep me energized are people like ian people who are my close friends on here collectors club you know what i mean like there's you know the crew there's a bunch of people on here who are my friends that I legit think like, I really feel like are my friends, you know, people I, I have making plans to go visit, you know, when Ian comes down here, we're going to do a bunch of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like there are things that I want to do and, and, and experience with them and have fun. But I think that's another thing to think about in terms of entry point and just stepping away from the exit a little bit is that find your crew. You know what I mean? Find the group of people who are into this stuff. Like me personally, I tend to flock to character collectors because, and this is honest. This is honest. There's no competition. And I like that. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm hanging out with like a Dune collector on Instagram. Oh, Dune card. Seen this guy, Dune card. You um, would really like him. He's super yeah, no, nice. He's in the group as well. Uh, is yeah, he is. Jesus, yes, or something like that. I think yeah, it's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he, um, 
And you know what I like about it? You know what I like about character collectors is that they are consistently rooting for each other. Yes, always. Always. You see what I mean? Always, always. And it's always, always about, uh, and, and I, I'm not saying that other people don't who are maybe collecting sets and things like that, but it's, yeah, I don't know why. I, uh, maybe that's. See, with set collectors, it's harder with set collectors. And it's not, I, I know a lot of set collectors who I absolutely cherish and love and who have n- yeah. never been anything but nice. Yes, ever. of course. Yeah, I'm not dissing but, anyone. No, 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 at all. But, you know, with set collecting, it is harder. Because when you start getting to the master set level, there are things that become come a little limited and a little harder to get. And, you know, it, it becomes a little more painful to have to like, you know, you, you are in some competition with someone. Yeah. Sketch collecting, depending on what level you do it at, that can become very competitive or it can be very, actually, in my experience, sketch collecting is, is very competitive probably the most competitive in my experience i have to say sketches and i don't don't, they are but it's the one thing i've seen people fall out most about on facebook that's that's what i mean yeah that seems to be the big one because they are if you want a sketch only one person can own that sketch and quite a few people might want it and that's that's what it boils down to at the end of the day it really Um, does so um, it really does which is interesting but you know but still Very to this cool, day, yeah. we all, you know, as as people who collect sketches as part of what we collect, you know, yeah. I, you remember the one that got away. I remember oh, the one that got away. Always. Uh, Mr. Fuxham remembers the oh, one that got away. And he's that was funny. That got away. Poor um, guy. <laughs> but, um, and actually, funny enough, some of the, the person who owned it posted it in group. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> On past the baton. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hilarious. funny. I think it's Fenwick, actually. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, which which made me laugh slightly, but um, but no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I did, did make me laugh. I heard the episode. I'll be in a day <laughs> or two after. I've been meaning to send it send it to um, Alan. Actually, some of the feedback from that episode. Um, can I just say we had we had the most amazing feedback from that episode. It was it was legitimately like yeah, it's the most feedback of any episode we've done. Oh, Alan's? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it really was, um, as well as the video. I mean, he, anyway. no one else has ever done that. I mean, he's no. he's no. no one else has ever even come close no. to doing what... No. And, like, there are people out there who have come close to doing what Alan has done, but with sketch cards and certain sets, which is amazing. Well, Matt, but in terms of sheer volume, yeah. I mean, Matt and Matt, Matt Fuller, yeah, crazy town, yeah. like, you know, to the beast. Um, but, yeah, in terms of set and, like, getting so much of one particular set... I think what was really nice about that episode too, in terms of talking about collectors, right. And entry point, like he doesn't dip into anything else. Like he maybe like, maybe, maybe sprinkles, but like nothing serious. So he'll, he only, only wants Fleer Ultra X-Men. You know what I mean? So there's never a kind of point where he's disappointed by a card because that's the set. It's always wheelhouse. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I think that's something to think about too, when you're coming on an entry point, like if you're like, you know what, I just want to do this, or I just want to do that. The more you buy of that, you're not going to be disappointed by what you get. Mm. You know what I mean? And also here, you know, last, I know I'm talking forever. Last thing is really thinking about, please do (laughs) like for me, I always keep the people who collect silver surfer at my level close 
Like yeah. I, ca- I consider them friends like Rick, Jordan, like their buddies, you know, I consider them friends. Like, you know, we both, you know, sometimes we want stuff and only one of us can have, it. you know, that's obvious, you know, that happens, but in all in all, I do consider them. It's very real interesting. Friends. I, I, I actually don't know many other collectors of my character. Um, I don't think, um, I know someone who goes after high-end sketches who tends to dibble in that character. That's fine. It is what it is. I can't afford those sketches anyway. So, you know. But, but <laughs> I feel the same way about saying sketches. But, but, <laughs> like, but I can't get those anyway. So Yeah, exactly. So, 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 no <laughs> like, point up at least that. they're in a good collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am, um, I, you know, I kind of, but, but, but almost everyone else for me it's bizarre for me. I'm the opposite. I'm scorched earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mother. <laughs> well, um, I feel like that too. I def I can't say I don't feel like that because that'd yeah, be disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think what's nice though is that. See, coming for me, I had to creatively be like, okay, this is what other people are doing. My taste actually differs. So luckily, luckily, my t- my taste was different because if my taste was similar to either one of them, then it'd be a different story. Yeah. But luckily, I was able to like to be on the outskirts yeah. and be like, okay, wait a minute, I know what I like here. Um, but also it's good to like exit plan wise. Like if there's something you're not into as much anymore, you can go to these other people who are interested in your stuff that you have good relationships with and be like, look, I'm offloading. I'm narrowing down. Yeah. Do you want this extra stuff? And they can pick it up if they want to or not yes. want to, you know? And I think that's a good thing too for entry and exit to like coexist. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it makes, it makes, Hey, <laughs> I was going to say something smarty, but I won't. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, know I like exactly that idea. Mean. And yeah. you know what? And we are going to, th- this is going to happen in, in a matter of weeks because um, I will have some time uh, with, uh, without um, some family commitments for a few days. And we are going to do that Instagram video. We are going to talk about. Yes, please. Dark adepts of the character collecting. And is, uh, we're going to talk for as long as we talk. Um, Yay. Available afterwards. I mean, I think there is a time limit on those. Is there, is there a time limit on those? Why don't we just do it on uh we can do it on, on, on my channel, my YouTube thing, or the, yeah, oh, no, no, we can do it for, we, have, you we, got, um, have you got the kit now? Have you paid for the subscription to do the whole um, uh, sexy streaming live stuff? I have to, it with somebody. Ah, cool. Okay. I thought you did. Yeah. Anyway, the reason being, I couldn't funny, afford it. It was like 200 something. I know it is, it is a lot. Um, I'm going to show you something funky. And I remember telling you about this, but I'm determined to show you because this is the rabbit hole you can go down if you choose? Oh boy. If if you choose to be a certain type of collector and you go down a rabbit hole, you can do this. I found out that there is a version, uh, and I don't even know if this is an official set. Spider Man Two, as in the Tobey Maguire movie from back in the day. Okay, and there was a card, and it was released uh, in uh, Asia. Uh, oh. But I don't know. I think it's a type of a trading card game because. Oh, the, the backs back are all the same. same. Yeah. But you've got some weird kind of points thing going on in the bottom corner. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it I like is. it. It is. They're not in the greatest condition, and I can't find much about them online. Anyway, I bought this in a random lot where the picture was so grainy and fuzzy and, and goodness knows what. Because it had that. What? So it's a little That's black cat. Crazy. Yeah, it's a Terry Dodson black cat. So it's yeah, and so basically it's a Spider-Man two movie set, but it's all comic art apart from a couple of promo shots that are from the stuff that was. I've only got. Like, eight I've had to buy it. so many lots like this yeah, to get it, like the rando surfer random thing. It's random. Actually, that's what me and Doomcard did. Yeah. We got into kind of got um, the Marvel Legends Showdown. 
cards oh, that come. Yes, right. Now there is a, there is one of them that has a cat on it. Um, she's not. The main it was character. none in the lot. I would have saved it for you. It wasn't oh, in the lot that I bought. Yeah, it's I, one of the I square looked ones. for it. It's one of the yeah, square I didn't ones. see it. I didn't um, see so, it. Yeah, that's my. Anyway, we'll talk about that on that on that Instagram. But thing. yeah, but it's really deep. Doing. It's a it's a it's a it's deep. It, deep, it is deep. deep. Um, so yeah, there's, there's an entry point and exit from the rest of your life if you go that far with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, dear. This is this has been fun. I've enjoyed having it's this. Been great. Um, um, I'm, <clears throat> you know, as ever, as you know, I'm sure you've you've seen and you've heard us kind of touch upon. There is a lot going on in the hobby right now, and we yes. thank you for making our show a part of your hobby experience. Um, we recognise that there are a lot of places you can go to hear about Marvel cards these days. But as ever, let us know if you're enjoying our podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. You're better Ooh. off out of it, dear. Still a hive of scum and villainy. Uh, find us yeah. at the MCC Pod. Um, also, you can send us emails at the MCC Pod at gmail.com or leave us voicemail at anchor.com fm forward slash mccp forward slash message till next time people enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts our podcast can be found by googling at the mcc pod which will also find us on facebook twitter youtube and instagram our facebook community is at mccw marvel car collectors worldwide and mmc marvel masterpieces collectors the great music we use is called rocket power by kevin mcleod thanks to the collectors artists and creators who support the marvel cards fan collective we'll see you next time and remember it's a small hobby but a fun one Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.